Welcome once again to Refresher, the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast. I am Chris Levine, and I will be your host again this time around. All right, let's hop in our time machine and see what's on television during the daytime hours from, say, the 1980s until today. I don't know about you, but I'm noticing a trend. Let's see. We have Divorce Court, The People's Court. Judge Judy, Paternity Court, Texas Justice. Oh, here's a good one. And no, I'm not making it up. Judge Wapner's Animal Court. (laughs) Yes, in the late 90s, Judge Wapner's Animal Court was on Animal Planet. Judge Wapner even took Rusty the Bailiff with him for this gig, which reminds me, God bless you, Rusty the Bailiff. By the way, true story, years ago, a friend and I were with his mom and dad, and his dad saw someone at a restaurant in the Los Angeles area who he recognized. So his dad walked over to this guy and said, didn't we used to work together? The man said, you know, I don't think we did. So my friend's dad said, no, I've worked with you. Did you work for the airlines? I'm sure we worked together somewhere. The man said no, but then he said this. I know why you probably recognize me. I'm Judge Wapner. And shook his hand. (laughs) How hot is that? Anyhow, judge and court shows are no joke. They are big business. You need some proof? At the time of this episode, Judge Judy's net worth is $440 million. And hey, I get it. There's something absolutely wonderful about watching this seasoned back East Jewish lady absolutely lambaste the dishonest. When she says things like, I eat morons like you for breakfast, you're going to be crying before this is over, or my personal favorite, I'm the boss, applesauce. My couch becomes a cloud as I happily drift away in celestial televised heaven. Yes, I unapologetically watch Judge Judy, and I'm obviously not alone. So here's a question. Why do we like watching, and maybe even better, why do we like imitating judges? Because we do. Uh, The uh, Conscious Rethink website had a nice piece on this. We can share a few reasons they give there as to why we may be judgmental regarding us in the non-televised real world. Why? Why are we? Well, there's a couple different reasons. One of them is that sometimes we're insecure and we have low self-esteem. As a general rule, the more insecure a person is about themselves, the more judgmental they'll probably be toward others. This might be about personal appearance, social standing, achievement, fitness, health, age, or even behavior. 
the tying it into pop culture. Remember those old movies featuring the dead end kids? Remember them? You got the mock of the squealer. Well, they always went after the rich kids because they felt they were entitled to because they were so poor. You see, those who judge others tend to draw from their own feelings, their own failings, and personal experiences. If they've been made to be unwanted, or if they've been made to feel inferior or unvalued or disrespected, a lot of times they'll turn around and display critical and demeaning behavior toward other people. Another reason, their upbringing may have been completely full of judgment and criticism. Does that ring a bell? See, a lot of this has to do with past experiences. Those who were raised by parents who constantly judged, criticized, mocked, and berated them, yeah, it's, it's not hard math to do to think that they may have developed some similar behavioral patterns. Uh, kids often learn to mimic what they hear, and that kind of social mimicry can carry on well into adulthood. Another pop culture reference. Think about the movie, the original one, Hairspray, here. Remember that movie where the, the girl Amber is basically just a little version of her mom, and both of them make fat jokes about Tracy and her mom? By the way, how cool was Debbie Harry in that, in that role? Anyway, another reason is that sometimes others judge others to gloss over their own perceived flaws. You may find this in people who have either lost a ton of weight or perhaps someone just who basically hated the way they used to look or felt before. They may have deleted all past photos of themselves from social media, burned physical photographs of themselves, even refused to think about how they looked before. But when they see others who have a similar old shape to the one they used to have, sometimes their former self-loathing is projected onto this new person. And as a result, instead of sympathy, many express their judgment in that direction. Ah, oh, how could you eat that? You know, if this was six months ago, you'd be eating that. Don't kid yourself. Another reason, they're envious of others. Now that sounds like a, a rather lame excuse, but it does carry some weight. Uh, people may try to lasso other friends into helping to make fun of someone because then everyone can feel better about themselves. In many cases, even though they appear to be in a place of superiority, they are in fact quite wounded people because they're having to resort to being judgmental for their self-esteem. Like the 1927, I believe it was, 29 or 27, I think it was 27, it was a film called Sunrise, where there was this sophisticated urban woman who seduces a farmer in the hopes that he will murder his neglected wife and join her in the city. What did she do? Well, bad-mouthing the woman was because she wanted to replace the woman. So again, it was envy. Now, one thing about being judgmental is that it doesn't necessarily come with meanness as a package deal. We're allowed to have opinions, but it's how far you take it that matters or doesn't matter. Let's think of some, some examples. I really love the extremely good delis in New York and in New Jersey as well as the Italian food there. 
Some of their Chinese food there is also mind-blowing as well. But I also love the Mexican food and the sushi in Southern California. See, both places have good representations of all these things, but these are my personal preferences. And you know what? That's just fine. That's perfectly okay. If you like the delis in Los Angeles more than the delis in Manhattan, guess what? We can still be friends. I judge you not. And that's really the point. See, it's not a contest to see whether New York or California is better. I'm not making fun of the opposite places in my observation at all. Still, I clearly have judged my preferences. So it's not always a bad thing. Another example. For this podcast and for the fun of it, I Googled something. I Googled what type of wine goes best with Asian cuisine. Now, the winners in almost every case were either a good Sauvignon Blanc or a Riesling. Now, the recommended Sauvignon Blanc was a 2018 bottle of Blackbird Vineyards Dissonance, which is a Napa Valley, California wine one can get for about $32 a bottle. But the star bottle of Riesling, to pair with Asian cuisine, according to a few places, was a 2019 Niagara Estate in a skillin Riesling, which cost about $90 a bottle. I'm saying this for a reason. See, I'm sure those are both lovely, lovely wines. But my favorite wine to pair with Asian cuisine, especially Thai food, isn't either of those genres of wines at all. It's another white wine, true, but my absolute happy place favorite wine to pair with Asian food is a Fetzer Gewürztraminer, which weighs in at a whopping $5.97 a bottle. And let me tell you guys, I'm not being cheap. I have no problem spending a couple bucks on a good bottle of wine but I don't have to. This Gewürztraminer is just perfect. It's perfection to pair with my Thai cuisine. It's, it's, the, it's, it's the number one wine to make that happen in my world. So we're allowed to have preferences. We're allowed to like things and to dislike things. I guess the moral of all this is that we shouldn't let our own insecurities make us judgmental of others. Put it this way, eating at a multiple star, highly recommended restaurant that specializes in cuisine that you love is a wonderful and often elegant experience. And that is absolutely great. But eating the perfect street taco, that's pretty wonderful and soulful too. I tell you what, let's close with the words of Judge Judith Scheindlin. She said, I hate people who are bullying in nature. But our friend the judge also at a different time said this, consider yourself having been reasonably humiliated in front of 10 million people. Now, without saying another word, turn around and find the exit. Goodbye. God bless you, Judge Judy. We have once again arrived at the time on Refresher when we present you with a Spotify playlist to shadow our overall theme. 
We have for you this time around a refresher podcast. We are all judgmental Judy's playlist. You can find it really easily on Spotify. Just type in refresher podcast dash. We are all judgmental Judy's. Let's do this. Track number one is called One Reporter's Opinion by the Minutemen. Number two, Parliament with Testify. Number three, The Court by Freddie Hubbard. Number four, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers with Got My Mind Made Up. Number five, we've got some very early Bob Marley and the Wailers with the song Judge Not. Number six, Houdini with their song Judy. And number seven, speaking of Judy, the next song is Applesauce by the Renegades of Jazz because she's the boss, Applesauce. Number eight, Gregory Isaacs with Objection Overruled. Number nine is Furry Lewis with Judge Harsh Blues. And number 10 is Joe Jackson with The Verdict. That is our new playlist. Again, you can find this playlist really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher Podcast dash we are all judgmental Judies. We'd like to welcome some new listeners to our little show. Our demographics report shows that we now have listeners in Cathedral City, California, which if, if I'm correct is by Palm Springs, as well as in Madrid, Spain. Welcome everyone to Refresher. Hey, a couple quick things before we go. Did you know that plants improve the air around you and they improve your mood? It's scientifically proven. Well, Leafy is the world's first ever patented self-watering plant container, and you can take your pet plant to go. Check out their awesome website at www.leafve.com. Also wanted to mention that DesignCraft is at the forefront of the millwork industry, constantly innovating to meet your custom needs. You can check out samples of their unbelievable work at www.dezignkraft.com. And finally, I want to say, please check out our friends over there at the Managing Expectations podcast. That's a podcast for interesting people, by interesting people, wading into all the things that make them interesting. Music, art, books, movies, and generally the passing scene. That is www.managingexpectationspodcast.com. This show simply would not exist without people like you. So if you could all do me a favor, please continue to pass this podcast along to your friends. If you found it entertaining... If you enjoyed it, if you learned something, whatever. Also, if you'd like to help keep this podcast stay up and running, you can make a small monthly contribution. You just go to the support this podcast link under the episode description. If you are so inclined, that would be very wonderful. And you can do so for as little as 99 cents a month, all the way up to $9.99 a month. But whether you do or whether you don't, just please feel free to listen and enjoy anytime. Also, we have a website, How Original. You can find books there that I've written, some t-shirts, merchandise for this, this show, www.refresherpodcast.yolasite.com. Again, that is www.refresherpodcast.yolasite.com. 
Y-O-L-A-S-I-T-E.com. As always, the music that begins and ends this podcast is by the band Dive. The song is called A Day Late, and it was written by Mr. John Villafuerte. But until next time, this is Chris Levine for Refresher, the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast. Everyone, please take care and do yourself a favor. And remember, there's a big difference between worry and concern. We'll see you next time. Thank you.